Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Becoming a PA Physician Assistant, the podcast. On today's episode, you will find out how my first exam of PA school actually went, what it's a little bit about what it's like to take an exam in PA school versus undergrad or in different graduate studies, and how I'm doing in the fourth week of PA school. So stay tuned. Got a lot to talk about. Don't want to miss it. All right, guys, welcome back. Thanks so much for tuning back in to becoming a PA physician assistant. Uh, If you haven't listened to the other episodes, I'm Ariel. I'm currently a first year first semester physician assistant student and I'm taking you guys along with me as I go through PA school to share with you what it's really like and provide some tips along the way. So today is Tuesday. I'm in week four of PA school. So as of this upcoming Friday, I will have one month done. Yes. Small victories. One month down, 29 more to go. But slow and surely wins the race. So happy about that. What has happened since I last spoke to you all in the past two weeks, I've had not only one, but two PA school exams. I just finished up my second one, actually, this morning. So I'm taking a break from studying. My brain needs a break figured it would be a great time to record this podcast. Uh, So yeah, my first exam, as you may or may not remember, was in anatomy. At my program, anatomy is probably the hardest course aside from pharmacology. Uh, Thankfully, pharmacology I don't take until next semester, but anatomy is the big one for my semester. It is the one that will make or break students in the first semester. If you're going to end up on academic probation or getting um, decelerated or out of the program, it's going to be because of anatomy more than likely. Uh, So on that exam, I was very nervous. (laughs) Obviously, a lot of studying went into that. I think because the first exams are hard because you don't really know how the professors are going to word the questions, what is going to be on the exam, what's going to be focused on or not. So you just have uh, trouble figuring out how to prepare in the best way possible because of the fact that it's unknown, you don't know what to expect. So I think that after you have your first exam in each class, probably the following exams will be a little bit easier just in the sense that you know what to expect, you know the format, you know all of those nitty-gritty details which will help you in your studying for the future exams. Um, Personally, in my class, we had a wide range of grades. I personally was able to pass by the grace of God. (laughs) So I made, uh, of course, we have our practical and the lab practical portion and our lecture portion. So I lucked out on there, made passing grades on both, and very thankful for that. 
And now I know that the next exam, I know what to study better. I know how to study if I'm studying too much or too less. So I know what to work on. So I anticipate that my grade will only go up from here as long as I keep doing what I'm doing and amplify that more now that I have a better knowledge in regards to those specific exams. My second exam, like I said, was this morning. It was in my other course, Pathophysiology. So I have four courses, Anatomy with the Lab, Patho, and then Physiology, and then an Ethics and Professionalism course. Uh, Of the four, we've only had test in two so far. So Pathophys, of course, is very different than Anatomy, different professor, different style. Uh, I, however, for whatever reason, I seem to be more preferenced, I guess, to patho, it makes more sense to me versus the structure of the anatomy. I think maybe because there is a textbook, I feel more comfortable because in regards to prepping for that class, I'm able to read the textbook, take notes, make flashcards, listen to the PowerPoint lectures, and then go over those again. And I just feel more prepared in my studying. Whereas anatomy, there's not really textbook. It's just more looking at the diagrams and the pictures, memorizing all of the structures on the body, which seemed to be the hardest for me this time. I don't think I took enough time to focus on memorizing those and repetition, but I did spend adequate time understanding the concepts, so that helped me in the lecture portion in regards to anatomy. Uh, My tips for anyone who's like, oh, I wanna prep for PA school, I would say don't really try to prep material-wise because unless you're going to get on the graduate level where you're actually going through not just the structures, but you're going at such a fast pace and you're going very, very detailed into the structures. For example, the neuronal pathways, where the cell bodies are located, how they're traveling, things like that, that typically undergrad doesn't really touch upon. I would say don't waste your time on that. Let your professors teach you. Like everyone says, they teach you everything you need to know. Your time will come. So go ahead and leave that off for when you're actually in PA school. I would say the prepping that I would suggest would be mental prepping, mental stability, making sure that you're in a very good mental space and that you are almost like preparing for war because it is... (laughs) It is almost like, I mean, it's it's tough, y'all. You have to be mentally strong because you're spending all of your free time, essentially, devoting it to studying just to make grades that are passing or maybe a B. Some people make an A. My hat off to them. <laughs> and I've never worked so hard for grades that weren't A's before, is what I'm trying to say. If you're someone who's going to PA school more than likely you're that A student I know I was an undergrad I would study make my A's it's what people expected of me whereas PA is a totally different ballgame you work your ass off to pass and it is doable as long as you're working your ass off you should be able to pass I don't see why not but you can't let up if you let up that's when you could potentially make those mistakes that could bring you to failing, put you on academic probation, and you know, you're gone. So it is very high stakes. It's very intimidating at times when you think about it. 
but that's why I say prep yourself mentally. Get yourself in that mental state, whatever it is you have to do that helps you to be in a positive space, change your perspective so that way even if you do make a grade that you weren't expecting, I know some people did fail our first uh, exam for anatomy, we don't have our patho grades yet for this test I just took because the professors do actually go through them, which is very helpful to look for any questions that might not be asked in the right way and if everyone missed them then they'll go ahead and take that off because it's a bad question so we usually get our grades back the next day which is still relatively fast turnover so I'm very thankful for that but you need to be able to get in that mindset that if you do god forbid you do fail an exam you're able to not dwell on it you're not letting it overwhelm you and totally get you out of the game because this is PA school you don't have time to be out of the game you have to be like all right this is what I did wrong this is my plan this is how I'm going to improve and I'm going to kick butt on the next exam you have to be able to get yourself in that mindset everyone it's different how they do that me personally I've developed but prior to PA school probably about the last year or so developed many many ways to get myself in a positive mindset a growth mindset I have like a morning routine that I do. I have special podcasts that help with self-improvement that give me other tips that I don't think about on my own. I exercise regularly because that does help me to de-stress. I know my triggers. I know how to de-stress, like I said, whether it be exercise or spending time, just allowing myself little breaks. Some people supposedly study all day and all night. I personally can't do that. Not only because I do have a child, so practically speaking, that's impossible for me. Unless I'm totally going to neglect my child, which I'm not. But even if I didn't, I just don't have that mental capacity to want to have my nose in a book for 12 hours at a time. So I allow myself breaks. I say this is my goal for X amount of time, and when I get this done, I'm going to reward myself. Whether it be with watching a little bit of one of my favorite shows or eating a little candy, or going for a walk outside, I reward myself for meeting those minimal goals. And that's how I stay motivated, that's how I get my work done, but without sacrificing my mental health. Because if you're, yeah, if you're studying all the time and you're making that A, that's amazing but I feel like that can only go on for so long until you break mentally and once you break mentally you're not going to be able to maintain those A's you're not you're going to be struggling and also even if by some miracle you are able to maintain them you're going to be hating your life because you have no balance so you need to be able to find the balance you need to be able to be like I said mental preparation is key here if you want to succeed in the long run it's not a sprint it's a marathon this is a 30-month program the average i believe is 24 26 months some are even more than 30 months so it's not just one semester okay you can go ahead and put your life on hold and just study all the time but that's not conducive for the length of these programs so i think that i've done well with balancing it And I would definitely recommend that to other people. Find the balance. Find ways to prepare mentally so you can keep your head strong, head in the game. 
and remain positive no matter what because like I said it is hard it's like a huge tsunami you see it coming you prep as best you can and then you just hold on for dear life but after that initial tsunami the next bit of waves are not as big because like I said you know what to expect on the test you kind of get in a groove I think it's only been a month for me but I can already anticipate and what I've heard from older students is that you kind of get in a groove after semester after semester and you start building that confidence that you can do it because I'm not going to lie to you as positive as I am I there are moments where I'm like I can't do this what was I thinking this is too much you just get overwhelmed but then I have to stop myself and be like okay it's okay not to be okay but it's not okay to stay that way I stole that from my pastor but it's so relevant here it's okay you're going to have your moments you're gonna break down maybe cry whatever you gotta do but don't stay that way keep going pick yourself up put on your big girl or boy pants and keep moving forward towards your goals can't stop won't stop that's my motto so definitely internalize that if you can and you will be set so definitely would would say that for anybody who's in my shoes or is uh, hoping to be in PA school you have to maintain that also what I wanted to tell you was that if you are in PA school these tests are going to keep coming but there are some practical tips too uh, that I would like to share with you guys. Instapot is amazing. If you're like me, I'm a parent, I need to be able to minimize everything else that's not studying to allow for more studying time. So managing your free time. Instapot helps me because personally, I cannot cook. But with Instapot, shoot, I made lasagna for the first time in my life last week. I never thought I would ever say that I made lasagna and it was really good. So my practical tips would be use your Instapot, find the recipes on Pinterest. They have so many, they're delicious. And every week what I do is I meal prep using the Instapot. I've got meals for the rest of the week. And another practical thing in that sense is utilize the grocery apps. You can go pick up your groceries or have them delivered now. Because of Corona, there's no fee, extra fee for that. So I've been doing that. I've gotten used to it. And it's really, really simple. It takes away those hour or so a week that you would be spending inside grocery shopping and you just go pick up your groceries and take them home. It also minimalizes impulse buys, so that's another one there. Definitely those two practical tips help me have more study time and free up more time for me to do other things. So definitely try to find ways that are practical to allow you to have more free time, whether it be to study or to allow yourself little mental health breaks because the more the better. So like I said before, don't give up. You've got this. If you want to reach out, don't forget to leave a voice message for the podcast. You can reach out to me on Instagram at PA underscore L-E-I-R-A. That's PA underscore Liera, my first name backwards. 
or just don't forget to subscribe. I'll have more episodes coming up for you all soon as I finish the first month of PA school, take some more exams, and have a lot more to learn and to share with you all. So stay tuned for more tips and more stories from my journey. Thanks so much again for tuning in. I appreciate you. Don't forget to leave a review for the podcast if you enjoy it. And I look forward to speaking to you all next time. Have a great day. Bye, guys.